Hello, podcast listeners. Join us today as we mix it up with Pastor Wade Townley. Welcome to Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. You know, when we, just before you came in, we were show prepping here and I forgot my tie in my office. I'm like, I gotta go grab my tie. You know what he says to me? You don't need a necktie. Oh, really? That's how evil creeps in unawares right there. Yes. Yes. I'm telling you, boys, oh boys. What a travesty. Trying mm. to get me to lower my standards. Mm. Ain't gonna happen. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. Let's read three. Just in case you're wondering and you're listening and not watching, mm-hmm. he's not talking about me. No. I have a tie. The pro- Our guest has a tie. I'm still pro- searching for my camera. The producer did not show up dressed today. Uh, <laughs> you probably should clarify that for our uh, <laughs> our non-visual Was listeners. it sandals? <laughs> uh, no, we're not going to go there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we're not going there. Coming to a podcast near you. Yes. Very soon. Shortly. <laughs> Shortly. Yeah. Five-star Apple podcast review entitled Great Apostolic Resource. I have thoroughly enjoyed this podcast from the guests to the well-prepared co-hosts. You will always get something out of your time spent listening to Kingdom Speak, and that is from Greg on Apple Podcasts. We will say amen to you. Inspiring. Also five stars. I was introduced to this podcast by a dear friend of mine. Just by listening to a few episodes, I got hooked, and my life has been impacted greatly by this podcast. I intend on sharing this with everyone I know, and that is from Malachi on Apple Podcasts, and we will also say amen to you. And one more because it's Friday. This show oh. is God's will. Thank you so much, Kingdom Speak crew. For all that you do for the kingdom of God through this podcast, I have been blessed by it many times over and over, and I cannot wait to see where all God takes you on this pod journey. Keep up the good work, and God bless you guys from Friendswood, Texas. That is from Timaj on Apple Podcasts, and we will say amen to Texas. Amen. So last week, I was at a conference, and I was with um, Brother Jared Marks and his wife, and we were discussing, they were discussing Kingdom Speak, and she said, mm-hmm. she said, I left you guys a review, Uh-oh. and you never gave me no amen. Oh. Mm. Screenshots or it never happened. I would say this is a failure of the co-host. So, I went back that afternoon and took up three hours of my study time. (laughs) And I couldn't find the review. Well. She didn't give a review. mm -hmm. So, I'm going to give her a shout out Mm -hmm. so that she'll remember to give us a review. (laughs) So that we'll give her an amen. That's right. How about that? That's right. God bless you, Sister Marks. You have to earn it. (laughs) And we 
I would like to think we read them all, but honestly, we probably don't get them all. There are just too many at this point, which is great that you all are stepping up and, you know, not being freeloaders. Especially after you shamed them. Well, I mean, it's been two years at this point. Yeah. Coming up April yeah. the 20th. I checked today. What is two years? April the 20th is two years. Yeah, we need to have a birthday episode. Wow. The week after Easter, we need to have a birthday episode. Wow. Yeah. You know what else happened? I had another young couple come talk to me from um, Pastor Parker's church in La Grande, Oregon. Mm-hmm. And they are also huge, huge fans of Kingdom Speak. And they mm-hmm. gave an interesting bit of information. They said, you know, uh, we love the, can I get an amen? Mm-hmm. And so we were, we were laughing and joking about it. When she looked at me and said... You know, whenever we get in a bit of an argument or an intense moment of fellowship, she said, my husband will look at me and say, can I get an amen? (laughs) Wow. So we're kind of making our way into certain areas of conflict. That's dangerous. (laughs) God's God's using us in ways we didn't even know. Mm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. So... Everyone knows by now. It has been said yeah. that the workman has to bring out of the storehouse both mm-hmm. old mm-hmm. and new. Mm-hmm. The past few weeks, we've been dropping some new guests. Yeah. But we're going to balance it out. We're mixing it up <laughs> today with bringing an old friend. Veteran podcaster. Out of the storehouse. Pastor Wade Townley. Man, they love Pastor Wade Townley. Oh, yeah. Listen to them. Things are going up. Woo! Oh, Oh, yeah. I like it. I like it. Can I get an amen? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome. I heard him say old guest. Yeah. I was just wondering if there was any emphasis on that old guest. I was wondering who would be the old guest. Uh, Host was old, or I'm the old. I didn't know. Do we we need to um, drop chronological placements here? Yeah, dangerous game. I'm game for that. uh, You know, I'm 43. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Canadian or American? (laughs) <laughs> Depends Somebody on. said you wish. I said, I wish I was 43 in the waist. That'd be good. No. Oh, we didn't say that. We didn't bring that up. Man, we're no. glad you're back on the show with us, Pastor Townley. Hey, I'm honored to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Of course, love you and uh, even love Brother Derek. And I love what I get to hear, Brother Randy, yeah. when y'all let him talk. I love Yeah, him. that's right, Pastor Townley. That you know, right. for, for That's those enough of that, yeah, we'll move on. That was good. Okay. Yeah. His battery's almost dead in his mic already. <laughs> for those in our audience that haven't seen, we've got this little cartoon thing drawn up and it really does encapsulate. It does. The show. And, it, and in the cartoon, there's duct tape over producer Randy's mouth. He's, he's, they know. Cease and desist. Yeah, they know. If I was unleashed. Yeah. Yeah. Look out. If you want one of those, come see me whenever we get a chance and 
I'll give you one. It'll, it'll change, it'll, your, change your ministry. Yeah, at least the shape of it. <laughs> yeah. But, but I did bring my cloth necklace with me today if he needs Woo. one. Oh. Hmm. Thank you for putting the balance in that. That's beautiful. That's good. We'd let him use his mic if he'd use his neck. <laughs> You'd let him use his mic if he would use his head? Well, that too. No. <laughs> I mean, the podcast. What owns, are we podcasting about today? The podcast owns neckties. <laughs> we do. We, we own neckties. We have and neckties. Are you wearing one right now? I am. I'm okay. wearing the brand today. Okay. Look at that. Corporate. Oh, you're wearing the brand? Yeah. Oh, you are? Yeah. Yeah. So. Like if you don't have a necktie, I can get you one out in the closet. You know what? It would go well. It would go well. Yeah. I do have one of those, by the way. And thank you, brother Derek, for bringing that. Uh, I don't think I brought it to you. I won't take credit for that. I brought it, but that's yeah. okay. That's okay. Maybe my. Did you bring it, brother? I did. I did, but that's okay. You can give credit to the co-host. That's fine. <laughs> Well, I'm trying to get that other cup that I haven't gotten yet. Ay, ay, ay. If you'd stop breaking them, you'd still have them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing oh, yeah. today? Yeah. Yeah. Right, to quote the producer, 13, <laughs> 13 minutes in, we're still just hashing apart. No, we're mixing it up. Yeah. That's, That's right. We're mixing it up today. We're mixing it up. That's it. Yeah. So, there in, in pre-show... Um, we were talking about this, and, and we want to talk about it a bit today. Um, scripture gives us some pretty clear guidelines on delineating between certain things. There are, uh, Deuteronomy 22 is, is full of those. Um, certain things just are not intended to be mixed. And you had some you had some um, insight that you were going to share with us. How how do we manage mixture? You know, uh, when you look at the Old Testament and you look at the New Testament, there's a combination of things where Scripture talks about what to mix, what not to mix, and um, it gives it gives a layout throughout the New Testament. We'll see different things as you join together. And so I think that the importance of knowing what to mix is also important in knowing what not to mix and uh, what God orchestrates. And, you know, in the beginning, God created male and female. We see that uh, in its place. And then yet we see them join together and uh Later on in the New Testament, he would say, what I have joined together, mm. let no man put asunder. So there are things that God intended on being joined together. Uh, and when they're joined together, they will bring about a very fruitful harvest. Uh, and so there are, are other things that when we join them together, we're going to have a, a devastating effect. It's going to have a terrible wow. effect the outcome is not what you want and it's going to be chaos and it's going to be disorderly. And so it's from that particular perspective that I believe it's so vital for our new converts and not just our new converts, but our faithful saints to have a firm grasp on the why 
of the commandments. If it, uh, you look at the Old Testament and you see where he begins to say, don't mix uh, diverse seeds. Sure. Don't, uh, right. a man and a woman should not wear that which, uh, a man should not wear that which pertaineth to a woman. Woman should not uh, wear that which pertaineth to a man. And, and so uh, the why, and you know, it's, you know, the old, the old saying, the elementary responses, well, my pastor said not to do it, or, you know, it's, uh, well, the Bible just says, don't do it. And we leave a world wondering why that we don't do it. And really, it's because the outcome is chaos. Uh, there's a young 12-year-old girl uh, that we've just had a family harvested. And uh, one of the big issues was that when she was taking her uh, in the secular education, 12 years old, she's now remotely learning. And the questionnaire that they asked her uh, was, you know, what's your gender? What's your, uh, what's your preferred gender? What's your sexual orientation? A 12 year old, and they go through the list, what's your uh, favorite status? What makes you privileged? And, and the list goes on. So they posted that and it became a terrible setting uh, they, of course, the council culture came in and their business was egged. It was a terrible, terrible thing. So in that process, we were able to reach them. And in the process of, of doing a Bible study with them, them wanting to come to school, our Christian school, it was there we began to lay out some of the rules of the Christian school. And, and it was immediately, so I tried to preface it by saying, look, I usually wouldn't talk about these certain things, but you're asking me directly and uh, you're asking about how they should wear their hair and their dress and jewelry of those uh, types of subjects. So I explained it and it was amazing to watch her face just light up. She said, uh, it's, it's unbelievable. I did not know that there was this structure that could protect us from the chaos that we've just uh, been through. So had they been living that particular style of life, uh, the separation, and if the world would adhere to the biblical principles, then you wouldn't have the chaos that we see in the world, the uh, identity uh, confusion and thing that's going on. So again, there's an outcome. There's a reason why we don't do that. Again, mixing so uh, sorry. I think that's a, I think that's a very um, a very key umbrella to put over the totality of this topic is you've got to keep separated the things that lead to chaos and you unite the things mm. that bring order. I, I think that's a that, that, that's very good. That's very good. You know, another example in the Old Testament as the anointing oil that there are diverse kinds of, of mixtures that come together and the scripture listed off and says, here's the anointing oil. And he gives the list out. You can see that in the Old Testament, olive oil, pure myrrh, sweet cinnamon, uh, sweet calamus, and kasi. And so in that mixture, then there was a place to put it and uh, everything that particular aroma and aura. Interestingly, it was the anointing oil that was poured over the priest. And he said, behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in 
unity. It pulls things together. That proper mixture pulls things together. Well, he was on to say, right, well, that it is like the oil that flows down over the beard all the way down, which again is from headship down, right? So it's, the entire body is affected. It's order, by, right? By that. Right. And that's that's because of proper mixture. If we can get that proper uh, mixture, and that's the benefit of it. It pulls things together. It orchestrates. It brings order. And it brings favor to the, to the ministry. It brings favor to the church. And those are things that if that will affect us today. If we can keep that proper anointing, prayer, fasting, pulling together those basic day-to-day Christian activities, that church is going to feel the effect of it. The body will feel the effect of it. You go into a church, he said, where envying and strife is all manner of sin. And that's the result. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. You ever been into a service and it just seems like, wow, chaos. It's just like (laughs) this thing ever going to pull together. And uh, you go into other services and it's like the waves coming. It's like the, the ebb and the flow is there. Mm. And, uh, and what do you feel like contributes to that more than, than any one thing? What do you feel like contributes to that flow in a service that'll pull that thing together? Uh, I've brother Killip, I've been with you several times and i can say that the church there in the plaster rock sets an incredible standard whether it's someone testifying whether it's someone singing that as a minister to preach in the local assembly you're i mean they're reading your text they're quoting your verses they're singing the theme of that what kind of impact do you think it would have if if we all as a church group pursued that proper mixture to where it would all just come together, we're not just waiting for preaching or we're not just waiting for the choir. So, so uh, I've always been intrigued by, by the fact that God gave the recipe for the anointing to a man mm. in the Old Testament. Okay. To the point, I mean, he was exact enough with the with the quotas of the ingredients that he would say, now you can manufacture this, but you can't use it out of its place. Mm. So in other words, you can't, you can't become so, I'm entrusting you with the secret to, to a man made that anointing, but it was God's anointing. And, and, and the concept that a man mixed the anointing of God to the degree that God would go, ah, it's a sweet-smelling savor to me. And then he had to say, I, I, the, the only governing portion of this is that you can't put it on flesh. Wow. So it's so it operates in purpose. Yeah. In a- out of purpose, it doesn't exist. It well, and it breeds chaos. Back to your point, right? Wow! You go ahead and, and put you, that ark somewhere it's not intended to be, and it's a chaotic outcome. You're gonna have 
people's heads coming off, hands mm-hmm. coming off. Yeah, it wreaks havoc. Yeah. But then put it in its proper place, and that's where it will bring structure and stability. Um, you see that when it was brought out and put in the in the battle, Hafna and Phineas thought that they would go. They were going to somehow uh, bring Mark of the Covenant and put it into a, a battlefield. And there you see the, the mixture of his glory and the mixture of battle. It's not really the the place for the art to be. Right. It's, right. It's, uh, and they thought that they would, you know, bring the art and, and it would sway the battle. But when something's out of place, it's not going to sway the battle in your favor. And I, I don't want to get off on the weeds on this, but that has everything to do with following it, right? You, you don't mm. you don't drag the ark into your battle. Oh. And you can't use it as a battering ram. <laughs> Boy, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's sir, there sir. for the glory of God. Yeah. It it has never been intended as a piece of armament. It's there for mercy. And it's there for grace. So what, what are the elements? Because we have the, um, opinion that the anointing is all supernatural. God either gives it or he doesn't, but clearly man was given the recipe to it in the old Testament. What, what contributes and what mixture goes into that in the New Testament? And how do we keep that from becoming a man-made sensation or a divine anointing? I think the outcome, I think the outcome will, will discipline it. I think the outcome will put parameters around it. And you see that in the New Testament uh, when uh, the disciples ask, how come this, this devil was not able to be cast out. And you see Jesus responding, this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. This is that unity. And this is the anointing that has the ability to destroy the yoke. Right. And so that anointing that is destroying. and, uh, And then we see others who would try to enlist that and say in the, name of Jesus of whom Paul preacheth. And you see a built-in disciplinary scenario. You see them stripped. You see them bleeding. You see them running because you've got to be careful how you use it, where you use it, the mixture. So, well, and, and I think, okay, to bring it right to home, let's take it to church now where we all strive for the anointing or or we should be but if 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 carnality presents itself the raised voice of a carnal man or a carnal musician or a carnal soloist does not resonate the same way of the raised voice of an anointed man and, and if we're not careful, we confuse anointing with decibels and, and, and little runs that, that can produce and incite emotional involvement, but not necessarily the order of the anointing. 
like like you were mentioning there, whether what whatever portion of the church service it is that we need to move a little bit more aggressively. Uh, I've heard Brother Holmes say it like this. He says, when X, Y, Z, or he refers it to when an individual speaking without the anointing, he said, they're as weak as branch water. He said, their, their words have no impact. It doesn't have that feeling. And, you know, we see that in a lot of our quote, uh, if I be lifted up, I will, you know, if I be lifted up in the sense of worship and praise and, and I'm all for the worship and the praise there, but it's almost as if we have to perform some type of a cheerleading exercise. And the challenge is, is that if we have to cheerlead it to start it, we don't have to keep cheerleading. It. Oh yeah. But if the anointing picks that thing up, if the anointing picks that message up, if the anointing picks up that choir, if the anointing picks up that singer, then he won't have to carry it. That, Like you said, it's not flesh may be there to pray fast it into a moment, but at the end of the day, you and I, we don't have the ability to do it, to carry it. It would destroy it. You know, oh, that's so good. You know, there is, there is uh, an opinion out there that when you when you tally up the totality of the weight that the Ark of the Covenant would have tallied up to, it was physically impossible for four men to bear up under that for the extended periods of time that we read about them holding it. For example, when they stood in the River Jordan and everyone crossed, it's impossible for four men to have carried that. So there, there, is, there is an opinion there that the moment that they picked it up according to the standard, you know, not putting it on a cart, not carrying it, you know, behind oxen and horses, but in its rightful position, the mixture was right, shoulders of the priest, that it carried them instead of them carrying it. And, and, and I have heard that before, that it's not only that they didn't have to carry it, but even to stand can be overburdensome at times. Right. And so it will carry you. And, you know, that's what, how many services do we miss? Because we're trying to carry it. Oh. With our uh, with our professional singing, with our and I'm all for singing well. I'm all for that. But I'm just saying, are we in pursuit of a good sound? Are we in pursuit of the anointing? Oh yeah, it is the anointing that will carry that sinner from the pew to the altar. Right. It's the anointing that's going to move. Right. And and we're not talking about just old and new songs here. Because you can sing page two twenty three five hundred times and it not be anointed either. Sure, absolutely. We're not just talking about old and new, uh, you know, new uh, songs. It's really, are we in pursuit of the anointing? That's what's going to make the difference. Right. Wow, the anointing just you lit see your that face glow? The anointing. I just I don't saw know if you that. guys saw that, but I just Ooh. saw that. 
Let's just take a moment right now. Wow. Yes. Yeah, you're, I'm go ahead. Play uh, into the anointing zone here. I'm going to play wow, some anointing music. Was... <laughs> yeah. What I want to know, was that God leaving or was that God coming? Coming. He coming. was coming. Was he? <laughs> he was coming. Oh, man. So, you got to work yeah. on the light control in your studio there. You know what? I'm going to blame that on my Randy. Oh. Yes. Oh. Oh, sounds like uh, sounds like she needs to pick up her game. <laughs> I, that's it. Would you speak with Sister Jessica for me, Brother that's Randy? She, she had a momentary light moment. Yes, a light affliction. Yes, a light, a light affliction. <laughs> Only for a moment. For us. Speaking of that, that's pretty good, Brother Derek. A light affliction worketh for us a mm. what? An far more and an exceeding eternal weight of mm. glory. Right. It's the combination. Afflictions bring the glory. So you need a mix of both in your life is what you're saying. You have to have the mixture. Mm -hmm. Uh, And to not understand that it's working something in that nature, the affliction becomes overwhelming. Overwhelming. But when you mix with that equation. You mix it, and the outcome is, Mm. Paul said, I will glory in In my my infirmities. Infirmity, why? He said, because it's through the infirmity that I learned that without the thorn, I didn't need sufficient grace. And if I didn't have sufficient grace, I'd have been exalted above measure. Mm -hmm. So it's the blending that will actually bring the salvation of the soul. I think Jesus preached that to the, uh, I don't know if it was one person. That verse kind of gets me. John chapter four, where he talked to the lady at the well, and it's that lady at the well. So it's to the, it's a sermon of one, but I don't know how John knew about it unless John stayed. But the Bible says that the disciples of John departed to buy food, but I kind of have a suspicious feeling that John stayed because John, the one that writes about her. And so that's the only one, but there's a few examples like that in scripture. It's kind of like who, who knew what Jesus and, 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 and the few boys that went a little farther in the garden were, were praying and talking about? Yeah. How'd you know? Somebody snuck. <laughs> somebody. Or somebody snitched. When he or said, somebody snitched. When he said, don't tell nobody. Yeah. <laughs> they told him anyway. <laughs> Somewhere it got put in the book. <laughs> we're in trouble. Jesus is reading the Bible later on after he wrote, what did you write this? I said, don't tell Right. Me. Yeah, who let that slip through the editor's fingers? So so Jesus said to her when she's saying, look, where should we worship? And uh, some say here, some say there. He comes back and he says, you know, the the hour cometh and now is uh, that father seeking such to worship him in spirit and in truth. It takes that blending uh, if there's going to be something steady, something sure, and the outcome of spirit and truth, not only was she saved, but the Bible says she went to the city and brought all the men of that city. Right. The outcome was an incredible impact. Right. When you see spirit and truth, where it's not just a man-made crescendo, it's not just a man-made uh, push and work up. I, I, I think what really got me uh, when I began to do some uh, studies of the religions of the world, Islam in particular, and different religions, it blew me away to find out that at the Black Stone of Kabul, 
that they will circle that stone seven times, but that when they got close enough to that stone, many of them would begin to weep, cry, and kiss the stone. They don't allow the, the, the touching now. And the, the handling of the stone, they would emotionally go into a frenzy, weeping, crying, dancing erratically. And, you know, it, it put a mug up, it put a mirror up in my face. Mm. It says, man, there's people that do exactly what the Pentecostals do in the sense of shouting, dancing, erratic behavior. Mm. But it mm. better be truth that we're worshiping with. Wow. I can't tell you how many times I've heard people say, well, man, they got a move going on. Man, I felt God in that place. And there's still an element. It must be founded and it must have the parameters of truth. Wow. Absolutely. Uh, it's just, uh, yes, sir. Another scripture, he said that uh, another blending moment, he said, and we beheld his glory as of the only begotten of the father, full of grace, and truth and truth. Again, all the spiritual elements whether it's spirit and truth, whether it's grace and truth, that mixture is going to have to have truth inside of it. And, and that's where we're seeing, because truth is what gives it its structure. Truth is what gives it its definition. And it's the only way that we're going to be able to know the real from that which is not real. And so I want to be sure that I've got that proper mixture because I want the proper outcome. You know, it's not just being righteous, just to be righteous. It's not to be righteous, just to be self-righteous. But I want the proper outcome for the local church. I want the proper outcome yes. for our lives. And, and I know that this is, this is going to be a, a carnal example of this, but it has to have more than the appearance of being right. Ah. You know, I, I, can, I'm, I enjoy a good cortada every once in a while. Mm. And I really like that cortada with a shot of vanilla in it. You can't... Hey, look, look, man, you got to break that down. I'm from Texas, and I'm... What did you... What was that? It's coffee, basically. Yeah. <laughs> a cortada is equal parts of espresso and milk. I need my raspberry. I, 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 I. Equal parts. You're you're getting ready to brag about your coffee shop in the basement of your church. We don't have one, okay? So uh, don't, don't. Uh, we need you to uh, mix you a little humility. Just, just yeah, just go how push the button on your Keurig. Oh look, uh, the the revelation's back. Yeah, just the light up. just shone again. Which yeah, I sent my barista after my coffee. Yeah, <laughs> see, barista. See. Oh. Uh, <laughs> So y'all have to see Brother Randy. Does he ever bring you any coffee? I mean, no. Do you bring me coffee? Hey, that's a good plug. Let's get an espresso machine. Let's do it. Let's uh, get an espresso machine. Let's do it. <laughs> so you can take that cup of coffee. Yes. You can stand. Uh, you know that. That's kind of how I gauge wherever I'm traveling to. Is I I, I try to hit up a good. A good place to get a coffee, and that's not Starbucks. I mean, that's Amen. so. When you go in and you ask for a cortada and you ask them to put a shot of vanilla, you can't always see the barista working that thing. So when they bring it back to you, 
it has the appearance of being right. But when you taste it, mm. it's like immediately, you know, ah, I forgot the vanilla. For all us regular folks, how about going through a drive-thru at Tim Hortons? Oh. And you order. Or McDonald's. And yeah, uh, uh, a caramel latte at McDonald's, which is my go-to. And you pull away from the window without tasting it. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you pull it up to your lips. And, and not, your day is ruined. You're not yes. loving it. Uh, yes. Yeah. It just. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's now, if you day. want a good day, then you drive up to Tim Hortons and you order a caramel. Uh, what's those uh, ice cap? Oh yeah. yeah. And then you order one of those tractor tires. Is what I like. Oh to call yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honey crew oh. all the way. I thought you were going to no. say Dunkin' Donuts. No. <laughs> this is like a coffee segment now. But. Yeah. That, that's the whole reason I brought this up. <laughs> now I want a coffee. Thanks. Yeah. And I don't have one either. <laughs> so do you like espresso blends? Is that what you go for? Mixtures. Mixtures. Yeah. Yes. At times. Yeah. But not always. No. no so I'll the point stay. being. Yes. Okay. Is that you can look at it and it appears right. Yeah. Mm. But it doesn't pass the taste test. And and, and at what point is that not even the case in a church service? We've got to get beyond appearances and staged performances. And if we're not careful, the Mm. the catch go-to phrase is, I feel the presence of the Lord here. And you know that you don't. Right, and anybody else knows it too, that truly is wanting it to pass the taste test, but the mixture just isn't right. Hmm. So we're we're our appetites got to be right for the right mixture. Got to be. And the the outcome is going to be predicated on on what we've got in the mix. Oh, Jesus, help me, God. So I want that well done, good and faithful. I want the mixture to be yeah, right. exactly. So that when it's wrap-up time, I truly want it to be uh, the right mixture. You know, I was thinking about uh, some of the verses in the New Testament where he talks about uh, how that we give. He loves a cheerful, cheerful giver. Yeah. He said, him that... He that would rule, he said, rule with, he said, be sure that you do it with diligence. Mm. So there's 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 that proper mixture. One says, he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. One that ruleth, let him do it with diligence. And he that showeth mercy, let him do it with cheerfulness. So it's, it's almost like the Lord, uh, he doesn't just give it, you know, the proper combination but he wants us to present what we give to him with the proper combination so spirit and truth us worshiping him and then he goes he listed out i don't want you to just give i want you to add something to that let there be a cheerfulness so i wonder what that component would be when we come into that church service that would make that moment that is a lot of clapping a lot of handing a lot of exuberance but what element there are we missing that would pull that moment from the carnal to the sacred hey is it this 
is this one of the elements? He said, you've drawn nigh unto me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. The mixture's off. The mixture is off. Hmm. So it takes the heart. Well, yeah. and that would lead to the verse where he says, he says in the parable form, he said, number one, that you would be able to hear with the ear, see with the eye, mm. but he said, understand with the heart. Mm. Yes. And then he says that when there's just not just the seeing, not just the hearing, but there's that understanding with the heart, not just with the head, but understanding with the heart, he said, then you would be converted. And then you would be healed. True conversion can only come with there's an understanding of the heart and then final healing. And I wonder if that's the reason why a lot of our services do not have the healing element to it. Mm. Wow. Yeah. And we're seeing a lot of counseling sessions and we're seeing a lot of, and I'm, I'm not against counseling. I'm, I'm know, sure as long as it's in the rightful order, <laughs> I'm just saying that uh, when we become dependent on external services, when you could have, oh, yeah, probably could have got it if you could have heard and understood with the heart. Healing is going to come when there's a conversion. Wow, that's so good. So it's that proper blending. Uh, you know, one of the uh, one of the verses that's been working on me again. Uh, this morning was, I woke up with it that, let me, let me say this before I go there. Brother uh, Booker was here uh, for a few days and we were talking and he said, I've, he said, I have seen, uh, I've seen churches built on a lot of things. He said, I've seen churches built on good music. I've seen churches built on good Sunday school programs. I've seen it built in choirs and he just went on. He said, but he said, the most important thing that I've ever seen a church built on was grace. And uh, he said, it's good. Wow. Said, it's good that you would be established on grace. Wow. So your fundamental foundation has got to be that element Got to have the mixture of grace and truth and, and truth. And so when, when he oh, it just kind of overwhelmed me, I thought, you know, can you imagine going into a church and you got great music, but you have no grace? Yeah. yeah. You got great holiness standards, but you have no grace. Yeah. I thought, God have mercy. But what if, if everything that is a part of that church has the element of grace to it seasoned with it. Yeah. And so uh, another verse that's so strong there, he says, I will give you grace for, for yeah. Yeah. grace. So he doesn't, you know, the beautiful thing is, is that he doesn't just have enough grace. He talks about the law. And, but the law has a connotation of sin and death. So there's the mixture of the law is going to bring about sin and death, that mixture there. But he talks about the law of the spirit, which is life in Christ. So we have spirit and life rather than 
sin and death. So the the mixture of the law is going to kill, but the mixture of, of the spirit is going to give life. And so grace doesn't just, it's not just grace there, but he says there's grace for grace, wow. meaning you're, not, you're never going to run out. And as long as it's within the boundaries of truth, you'll never run out of grace. There's grace for grace. So the importance that what God has to give when we tap into the proper mixtures, it's limitless. Yeah. It's limitless. Yeah, absolutely. Our services are limitless. Our life is limitless. When we put the proper mixture in there, the outcome of that life is going to be radically different than when we're just living in these uh, single dimension elements of truth. We look it, but we don't have it in our heart. We're virgins, but we're not chased. Chased virgins. We're yes. we're 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 self righteous rather than uh, righteousness that comes from God. So these elements, there is a the reason why it's so important is the outcome of it's the outcome. It's not just the here and the now, and it's not just the then and the there. But we can have some of that here now thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's that blending of there and here, then and now, that's going to make the absolute impact on where we are today. And where we are today is going to make an impact on there. We cannot eliminate right. that there's a blending of two worlds. For the joy that was set before him endured the cross. A cross without a joy set before you is an unbearable cross. Letter killeth. Yeah. There, there's no future before you. And, you know, sometimes I wonder if, if, if some of these areas, the blending that God has given to us, we miss out on a lot of the benefits of, of those. The blending fruit that that, that would produce. <laughs> in our own personal life prodigal comes home and what does he say i'm, I'm going home because there's bread yes. bread alone yes. and he says uh father uh make me as one of thy servants sure. i'm content with the bread he he wanted to go back to servanthood yeah. rather yeah. than stay in sonship mode yeah and he came only for bread, but the father said, there's not just bread here. There's a robe, there's a ring, there's shoes. And, and it's, it's crazy. It's like, we feel like when we mess up, we got to go back all the way to the beginning and we got to pick up at the beginning. And that's where this grace for grace and the proper mixture in an anointed service is that person doesn't have to go all the way back to the garden of Eden with their fig leaves and trying to make it right for themselves, that person picks up where they left off. He yeah. says, son, you don't get to go back to servanthood because servanthood has no responsibility. All it has is it in the context of son and servant, you understand. Sure. Son was wanting to go back to that moment when he was innocent as a little boy and he could have his food and, and no, 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 no. You got to pick up where you left off. And that's the beauty of the proper blending of a home and of a church. Those proper blendings are a safe place for a prodigal to come back home to. 
Yeah, uh, you, you've just you've just touched on something that is very significant. A threefold cord <laughs> is not easily broken. So there's something about the mixture of strands that adds stability mm-hmm. and strength to the cord. So that has been one of the dynamics that Bishop put in this local assembly. Mm. The the three strands are a strong church, a strong home, and a strong school. Wow. If if you have those three elements, the batting average of that mixture, the outcome, the fruit of that mixture, is that you get a lot stronger chance at saving your children. Wow. So even if one of those breaks, you still have two other very strong Absolutely. So the likelihood of that child survival spiritually is so much greater. It is so much higher. You know, you bring that up and I I know you probably wouldn't say it, but I want to ask you that. Let's say the retention rate of your young, of the young people there. What is the retention rate? If you know it, of students that have graduated and have lived for the Lord, uh, what would you say? We haven't checked it in, in a number of years. I know that the bishop, like if, we, if we're going back, even even five ten years was like eighty five percent. Shut his camera off. <laughs> he just uh, asked you something like shut that his so he camera can off. Yeah. sip away at his. Yeah, the barista's back. <laughs> Did you notice the glory that came with it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it didn't. But the uh, the beauty of it is that I think sometimes we come back with the uh, (laughs) mother may I mentality. You know, the uh, mother may I, you played the old game and and you'd say, mother may I take this step forward. But if you messed up and you didn't say, mother may I, it was back to the beginning. I hated that game. Yeah. Because invariably I was going to forget to say, mother may I. Right. And we come and I'm I'm wondering if we are not playing elementary games inside of our assemblies by I'm jumping back to the other subject we were on, but I wonder if we're not jumping, if we're not going back to the beginning because mm-hmm. I had to take a sip of coffee, so that's why we did the pause break there. Okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> so I, I do wonder if, if we're not playing elementary games by trying to go back all the way to the back, we messed up and mother may I, we forgot to say the magic word when in really reality, the father has more than enough to take care of us and sustain us in the spiritual realm that can pick up the fallen man that can pick up the wounded man that can pick up the hurting uh, woman and help fully restore them. You with your spiritual restore such a one. Is that all? No. Do it in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself. Let's yeah. also be them. So it's that proper blending that God. There's your threefold cord again. There you go. Mm-hmm. It's, it has Restore a in a spirit of meekness, considering yourself. <laughs> mm. So we do not have to go back to the beginning. But where the father says, here's robe, here's ring, here's shoes, here's a fatted calf that you really can 
be restored. Yeah, start over without going all the way back to it's like going back. You failed. You failed a, a class or you failed a test. And because you failed a test in high school, we're going to send you all the way back to kindergarten. Yeah. And you're going to have to start all over. It, it's an impossible. It, it's an impossible way to serve God. And I believe that's where a lot of our frustration is because we do not have the proper blend and understanding of some of the things we've talked about, grace and truth. There's a, there's, there's a benefit to the proper mixtures. Right. Restoration. Cool. Again, goes back to the healing. Yeah. If, if you can have the proper blending of hearing, seeing, and understanding, there will be an outcome of, uh, of healing. And, uh, and that's a, that's a huge word. But I would say that, well, the every person that comes in our door, they need to, they need healing. Jesus in his first message publicly, Luke 4, 18, mm -hmm. he took the book out of the hand and he began to read. And he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me for he hath anointed me. And what did he begin to talk about? Deliverance, healing for the bruised, deliverance for the captives. Yeah. Again, the proper anointing, the proper blending is going to bring about healing for the souls that are hurting inside of that local assembly. And, you know, it's not just saints that have brokenness, hurting, wounded scenarios, but how many preachers, whether it was something in their childhood something in their adulthood, some past experience as it relates to ministry, family matters, that there's still broken things going on in their right. life. Just because they're getting up and shouldering the burden of that service does not mean that they're not in need of healing themselves. Absolutely. And a lot of the messages that they're preaching from that pulpit is coming from a broken state and preaching from the healing of the anointing that they've found because of proper mixtures in their life, proper friendships, proper meeting, just the total blending. And so the idea that we're somehow going to, you know, go through life and we're going to escape and we're going to be able to be this shallow plastic faced individual standing on a platform and acting like, you know, if we just sing the right song, you know, in the sense of we can just, no, 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 no. Somewhere I'm praying that there would be a mixture. He said that broken and contrite. Well, that mixture is going to do something to God. He's going to move into that setting. Is there no balm mm. in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Is there he not said, anybody look, there that yeah. knows the, the secret sauce, the, the secret recipe for what it takes to heal? Mm -hmm. There's a blend out there. But, but I don't want that superficial blending. I want that healing that that has the ability to turn and heal others. I, 
you look at that resurrection, resurrected Christ, and he would pull back his coat and say, you know, put your hand inside here. Touch me. Yeah. See it. Feel it. And in that moment, you know, I just wonder, are we going to be real enough that it's that it's touchable, but heal, healed enough that it doesn't hurt that it's able to be handled. Yeah. Yeah. So you have the proof in the sight, but sometimes it takes somebody handling it, touching it. And it's that blending uh, that's going to bring about healing not just for ourselves, but for others. I know we've kind of run around the, the bush here on, on the subject of blending, but I want what I blend and what I mix. I want the outcome, you know, to be something that will bring an anointing to that body. Yeah. You know, I look at what Jesus, when they anointed him, anointed his feet. And in that room was a, a, a very potent mixture of rejection, ridicule. Betrayal. Jesus says, you know, what you brought wasn't good. You know, no kiss, no wash. No, you did no good. But what she brought, the mixture she brought. Mm. Yeah. He said, and uh, it was for my body. You know, at the end of the day, Whatever we bring, I want to bring it for the body's sake, you know. God. Again, I know we're on podcast, and but at the end of the day, we're not just here to get a, a like. Thank God for the shout outs. Can again an amen. But at the end of the day, I you know, I hope somebody listening, you know, some lonely person, somebody hurting somewhere oh, yeah. around the world. This will be a message, you know, I watched you men. Really, this is something birthed out of hurt. You got a nice studio. I love your setup. Y'all do an incredible job. But really, this came out of two or three years sure. of uh, you not being able to fly, you not being able to travel. You know, for three years, we didn't get to celebrate our birthdays together. It's no big so deal, but when it's you very good friend. It's a big deal. And, uh, and really what has come out of this has been a beautiful thing. People are being ministered to all, all across the world. That's the outcome of a proper mixture. Wow. That's the blending of pain and sacrifice. And then something good comes out of it. And so I just want to say, Thank you guys for, yeah, for taking the time. I know it's a lot of work every week, what you do and to provide good material. And I'll be honest, I don't even feel worthy to be on here. And so I, but I want y'all to know, I appreciate what y'all have done. And it never fails when I'm traveling across the country. It's somebody walks up and says, Hey, I, you know, saw you on kingdom speak and, and really, it's 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 not just about that they saw me. It's just I'm thinking, 
Well, if they only knew the pain that you guys went through, the loneliness, not being able to leave your house, knowing that there's a police force in your parking lot, making sure that you guys didn't have more than 10 people. You know, we in America, we really, I mean, we went through some things, but you guys really did go through some things. I mean, staying in your bubble, not being able to have people over for Thanksgiving, your daddy's sick, brother McKillop, and you can't even go visit him. And uh, just the list goes on, brother McKillop passes and, uh, you know, and then God raises him up. But here we are wondering if we're going to be able to have, uh, you know, a, a, a funeral. Right. But at the end of the day, something good comes out of it. The proper mixture, healing out of your brokenness, out of y'all's isolation. And uh, I just want to say thank you for y'all's investment. It's not easy doing it every week. And I know y'all are just making millions for doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The private jet's out back. Yeah. Get your Lear jet. No. But at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's all that there can be a mixture so that there can be an aroma that's pleasing to the Lord. And I just wonder after that little lady poured that mixture on his feet, it must've saturated his body had to. Oh, you know, it. they drug him, they stripped him, they beat him. But I wonder if somewhere on that cross, in the midst of it, between two thieves, there wasn't a lingering smell. You know it. Of that anointing that she had poured on his body. And he could say, with all the pain and all the hurt, I smell maybe, it. Maybe that, maybe that blending was still there. And you could still smell her sacrifice. So I'm just praying that at the end of it all, there was a proper mixture that that the body could feel and the body could smell. And in its dying throes, he could say that wherever the gospel is going to be preached, It was a smell as a memorial. This isn't the end. This isn't the final day. The gospel is going to go on. Gospel is going to be preached. But right now I'm being carried by the aroma of the anointing. There'll be a tomorrow. There'll be a better day. But today the aroma is going to carry me. Man. These last few minutes, I've just been quiet because uh, I believe that God's been talking to us. And I just, I wonder if you wouldn't be able to pray for those that would be listening right now that may find themselves in the bitter throes of the mix and just entreat God on their behalf right now. Oh, I thank you for this moment, God. I pray that you would anoint us to pray and that you would anoint us 
as we speak today, Lord. But most importantly, let the anointing touch every ear, touch every heart. But most of all, let that wine and that oil touch that wounded traveler. Pour in the oil. Pour in the wine today, God. Life has left them half dead. If ministries left them half dead. If a Levite has walked by, I'm praying the Holy Ghost. I know there's a good shepherd that's got some oil and it's got some wine and you can pour in. And I'm praying today for the healing touch of heaven. Jesus, we need you so desperately. We can't live. We can't. We can't carry the bitterness. We can't carry these hurts with us always. I'm praying that you would heal a preacher, a pastor, a teacher, a Sunday school teacher, a young person, a missionary, wherever the occasion is right now, God, I'm praying for healing. I pray that there'd be a proper mixture in their life. Don't let it be mixed with bitterness. But I'm praying that the Holy Ghost would take out of the bitterness something good. Pray the peace of God. And I love you today, God. I'm thankful you're our healer. And I'm praying to the healer. Heal us now, I pray. Give your favor. Amen. Amen. Jesus' name.